Good morning and welcome again to another edition of Mastermind Minutes. My name is Gary Grosso. I am the managing partner and founder of Franchise Growth Solutions and the publisher of FranchiseMoneyMaker.com. For those of you new to the program, um, Mastermind Minutes is a very simple and quick concept, as we say. Uh, we have one guest, we ask one question, and we get one expert answer. We do it in minutes, not hours. And uh, as we say every week, we know that uh, that's a bit of a tease. So we will give you the contact information of our guests at the end of the program, and you can feel free to uh, reach out and speak with them directly. And today our guest is Kelly Esten. Uh, she is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of Enterprise at Toast. Um, she joined the company back in 2017. And in all transparency, uh, Franchise Growth Solutions is a big, big, big fan of Toast. We uh, we recommend it to all of our restaurant concepts. There's a little pitch there. Um, <laughs> She served in various Toast marketing uh, leadership roles responsible for translating customer needs and market insights into product roadmap, pricing, packaging, and segmentation, and launching new partnerships and uh, products uh, along the way. Uh, before Toast, uh, she spent the previous six years with Enternock, I hope I said that right, uh, building product marketing uh, from the ground up, leading enterprise sales, and building the go-to market for their energy intelligence software platform. So, uh, Kelly, we're excited to have you here. As I mentioned earlier, I am a big fan of Toast. Um, tell us a little bit more about Kelly and tell us about Toast, and then we'll get into the question. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, thanks for leading with uh, an endorsement of Toast. We're, <laughs> we're so happy to have your uh, you as part of the Toast family as well. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I've been at Toast coming up on six years, and uh, it's been an amazing, you know, experience over the last six years and the last year and a half. I've been really focused on working with our largest customers, um, any brand that's on Toast. Uh, I have the opportunity to work with them to make sure that they uh, have a great experience, get to involved in our product roadmap, give us feedback. Uh, and make sure that we're giving brands and franchisees uh, what they need to grow on Toast. So uh, that's been great. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Toast, Toast is a is the digital platform built for restaurants of all sizes. We only work with restaurants uh, and we combine software, our hardware and financial services on a single platform built for restaurants who want to start, manage, grow and expand their brands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, again, um, you know, when we when we develop a brand, um, whether it's scratch from ground up or someone who already may have two or three units and now we're, we're uh, franchising it or we are um, vetting and recruiting franchisees in, um, why, we get in why we promote Toast uh, is uh, because we believe it, it creates better operational efficiencies and, and it returns data that many restaurant operators either didn't even know existed or yeah. weren't aware how important it is. So when when we take that back-end info from Toast, we can apply it to their operation and their franchisees' operations, and it's like a light bulb goes off. So 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 that's what I'll say about Toast. I don't I don't work for the company. Okay. <laughs> but, I, but I do love it. So so let's get into our question, which, you know, and again, um for for the folks out there and for our restaurant audience and our franchisee and franchisor audience um i can't imagine that although I, I shouldn't say that i guess i can imagine that there still are some people who are using chip based 
terminals that are like this big that cost $20,000 and they do everything except, you know, wash the dishes um, versus a, a, a cloud-based system. So, you know, in this world that we live in, this cloud world, how does how does one go about evaluating sort of the pros and cons uh, of, a, of a point of sale system in, again, in our cloud world? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I think the, the context you said is really important, right? Uh, the technology around us is changing a lot and has only accelerated in the last few years, kind of coming out of the, of the COVID couple years there uh, into this new world. Technology is playing a bigger role in how restaurants are thinking about their businesses and how consumers expect to interact with businesses of all kinds, but I think especially restaurants, uh, given how fast things changed over the past few years. And what you know, I always tell people talking to, whether it's franchisees or franchisors, thinking about the role technology plays in their business, um, often people come with a list of either features they want or technologies they want. Oh, I want to go cloud or, oh, I want this new thing I saw um, either in a restaurant or, or you know, talking to someone else. And it's really about starting back at your business goals. So, you know, often the, the grounding should be, what am I trying to achieve with my business? And how can I make sure that the technology I'm buying for my business supports those goals? So you had a great one about, hey, I can make better decisions about how to run and operate my business if I have the right data. Uh, that's a great goal uh, for a restaurant to have. Uh, but some of the other ones we see are things like, hey, I want to grow revenue at my stores. Can I add new channels? Or can I uh, get through service faster so I can serve more customers? Or, hey, you know, I'm struggling with hiring labor. How can I make sure uh, I'm able to do my business at the same level in a labor-constrained environment? Or how can I make jobs more efficient for my managers, uh, my general managers, or for uh, corporate teams back in the franchisor? Uh, so those are some of the goals that we hear and, you know, really recommend as you're evaluating different technologies, including point of sale and especially cloud point of sale, grounding it in the business goals first, because that's going to set you up for success and making and confidence in making the right decision. And, and that, yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. What um, I guess what I'd like to do is break the question down into maybe the three buckets that I understand. There may be more. So please. Yeah, absolutely. Me. Um, but if I'm evaluating um, a point of sale system, I guess sort of the three things that would hit me is one, I want to understand, are there advantages to the hardware you use versus a competitor? Yep. Um, I want to understand the software in terms of what's the enterprise reporting systems and is that modularized? Is it a one size fits all? Yep. And then again, what really, I mean, we were, we were obviously plugged into third-party ordering platforms and third-party delivery systems pre-pandemic, but a lot of our clients, a lot of our restaurant clients now see it as a necessity. And yeah. I, you know, so, so the third bucket that I would want to evaluate is how does your system sort of integrate or talk to those systems? Because I can recall when they first started the third-party platforms I'm, I'm referring to, when they first sort of came out, restaurant tours had like your POS system and then a little cell phone here and a little pad here and they had things all over the counter and yes this one was for Grubhub and that one was for seamless and and it was a mess. So, we call that the tablet farm. 
get a talent bar for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess if you could break it down into hardware, software, and integration. Uh, and, and by the way, the, the software, when I'm talking about software, I'm really talking about you know, what is it that it delivers to me? Does it integrate with three six restaurant 365 and that, that sort of stuff? You got it. Yeah. So let's take the hardware piece first. And I think that's a really good place to start because that's often where, um, you know, people get worried, whether it's the franchisor or the brand thinking, gosh, you know, I need to make the ability to switch to a new point of sale. That's a big decision and often comes with a financial commitment. You know, you mentioned, you know, really expensive hardware. Um, people are nervous about making a change and maybe they don't even have the capital that they want to put towards point of sale when they're switching. And so when we think about hardware and, and we are and people are evaluating hardware across the industry, I, I really think about two things. How can we make it easy for franchisees to switch? And whether that's by offering low-cost hardware or financing options, you know, how do you make that upfront investment? Uh, not a barrier to getting new technology in your store that's going to improve your business. And then, and then I think the second piece is really about hardware that's restaurant grade. Uh, you know, if you if you look across uh, all the options, you can buy hardware now for restaurants across all different operating systems, Apple, Android, Windows, um, you know, all kinds of systems. When we think about it, we think about how do I make a hardware that's going to survive a restaurant environment, which we all know uh, is a challenge. It's not, a, it's not like, oh, I've got my iPad, you know, on my computer desk here and it never sees water and it never gets dropped. And I just take my notes on it. It's so nice. In a restaurant environment, things get dropped, things get spilled, there's heat involved. Um, and so having hardware that allows you to control the form factor, and, and we use Android because it allows us to do that. Um, and we can make hardware that, you know, you can throw it on a concrete floor and it's totally fine, or you can spill, pour a beer on it and it, you wipe it down and keep going with your night. Um, that's, that's the other piece of hardware that's really important. And I'd say last but not least, you know, how does it look? Uh, does it suit your restaurant environment? Is it a, enhancing your brand um, versus distracting from it? Uh, so, you know, when I think about evaluating hardware, I think about, you know, what's the cost of switching and can I make it uh, last in a restaurant environment and does it suit my needs as far as, you know, look and feel and form factor for the way my brand set up? Yeah, no, very, very important. Very important. And yes, can you spill a beer on it and it keeps <laughs> <laughs> that's that's are the kinds of things that we get calls about, you know, like, yeah, hey, I, I dropped it, I dropped it in the, you know, dishwashing sink. <laughs> you know, what do I do? <laughs> I haven't been on the operations side for quite a number of years. I have a business partner that is absolutely guru when it comes to ops. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I could I could envision that happening. So now on the software side, I guess. Um, maybe there's a part A and part B to the software side. Part A being, what's the reporting systems that I have access to? Payroll, inventory, uh, mix of business, blah, blah, blah. You know, in addition to all the things that an old school cash register would have done. Right. And then maybe part B on the software side is, you know, there are, uh, you know, there are other programs out there, whether they're inventory programs or analysis programs, say like a restaurant 365 yep. or chef tech or some of those, you know, some of the, some of your competitors don't necessarily integrate with those pieces of software, which makes it very cumbersome. So 
kind of part A, part B, enterprise packaging directly from Toast, and then other integrations with other software packages that you don't own, but you kind of connect. Yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe if I can, I'll add a layer here is we think about like three audiences when we develop software, right? We think about the guest. So the person who's coming into your restaurant and interacting with our software or our partner software, you know, maybe to mobile order ahead or maybe to um, pay with their phone or maybe to, you know, uh, do a tip on a guest-facing display. You know, there's all different ways that the guest interacts with the software. And then there's the employees in the restaurant. Um, you know, we all know that it's a relatively high turnover industry from an employee perspective. So the software has got to be easy, easy to learn, easy to use, intuitive. And then there's uh, kind of like management. And that could be the general manager in a store, or it could be uh, people back in corporate supporting um, either a large group of franchisees or uh, the brand itself. And so if you think about those three audiences and, and developing the software for them, you know, we think about both having the core functionality in the point of sale and where you're able, to, there's a big benefit to having software together because of the data. So if I'm able to connect the dots between the guest and the employee and back to corporate and understand as much data as possible, you know, that's a great scenario. But often there are places where restaurants want to really uh, personalize an experience or customize an experience. And that's where our APIs come in and our partners is, you know, we've got out of the box kind of a little bit of everything, whether it's digital ordering, marketing, loyalty, the point of sale itself, the kitchen systems, like you mentioned, all the reporting comes out of the box and toast. But there are often places along that journey where someone either needs more or wants something more custom. And that's where you know, we bring in other software packages like, um, you know, in, in digital ordering and loyalty, we have a lot of customers choose, you know, Incentivio or Thanks or uh, Olo as partners. And then, you know, in, you mentioned Restaurant 365, they're a fabulous uh, partner of ours. Uh, same thing with Seven Shifts for scheduling. There's a number of partners. We have over 200 uh, pre-approved integrations. And then brands can also bring us um, opportunities for them to do custom development on top, like build their own app or uh, bring a new partner to, to the table. And we're happy to do that because of our uh, APIs that allow that development to happen easily on top of Toast. And so it's really about saying, okay, what do I want my guest, my employee and my corporate experience to be? Where do I have that out of the box? And then where do I want to enhance um, with the ability to bring in other partners or integrations on top of that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I'll, add, I'll add one more thought too, which is uh, people sometimes change their minds or try new things. And so the ease of swapping out solutions as your brand grows or as you need new things is an important factor to consider as well. Okay. And I, I will say from personal experience or professional experience, rather with some of our clients where, you know, it's sort of plug and play where as they grow, they can plug in another module or, they've grown into something else and maybe they're leaving one thing and going to something a bit more robust. So then the third bucket that we talked about, um, also sort of on the topic of integration, but different than reporting more about uh, customer ordering with third-party ordering platforms. You mentioned earlier about the tablet farm, which I yeah. 
think I, I uh, apparently I described it properly because you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking so, about. <laughs> so, um, and by the way, it's cleaned up now. It's cleaned it's up. Better. It's so, better. So, how does that all work? And what are the advantages um, that Toast might be able to present to its client in in that arena versus a competitor? Yeah, you know, and there's a bunch of different ways that people approach um, all of these channels now. And, and depending, again, on your goals and where you are in your growth journey with third-party channels or even just digital channels in general, there's a couple of different ways you can take this one. So, you know, something we talk about a lot and, and try and help our customers understand is um, there's a role for first-party channels. And there's a role for third-party channels. And it's really important to understand the pros and cons of each. And in most larger brands, you're going to want both. Um, so the first-party channels are your ability to reach your, your own guests directly. Um, it's often lower cost uh, because you're not paying you know, a fee to a third party. And you've got a little more control, the ability to reach them directly. Uh, and so driving uh, sales through a first-party channel can be a really powerful tool. But if your goal is to reach new consumers, uh, to drive demand off of a, from people who maybe haven't been to your store before, uh, the ability to reach uh, third-party channel orders on a platform where they're promoting you, people you know, open up their phones and they go to a DoorDash or an Uber and they're looking for dinner, um, the ability to reach there, you know, is worth something as well. So having both those channels and knowing how to balance them and what role they play in your business strategy is an important first step. And then that helps you understand, okay, what are the first party things that I want to bring on? And then what are those third party integrations? If you're just starting out and you want to put um, a couple integrations on your platform, you know, for Toast, we those are all direct integrations that come out of the box with Toast. And the really powerful part is they show up on the point of sale and in the kitchen and in our other functionality, just like any other order, just like if you came into the store and ordered. Um, so you've got the data, you have the workflows all taken care of, you've got the ability to manage that right in the point of sale and right in the KDS in the kitchen. And then as people start adding more channels, uh, sometimes we see people add on uh, other third-party tools that allow them to kind of optimize across channels as well. Um, so it really allows you, as you mentioned about, as your business grows, you kind of graduate across different integrations. We see that in the delivery and mobile ordering uh, world all the time. It's like you start out with the tools out of the box, you add some uh, integrations, and then you know once you're really cooking with gas on your digital strategy, you may need a tool to kind of overlay on top of that as well. Yeah, that, and uh, that's a beautiful definition. Thank you very much, because even I understand it. So uh, <laughs> those of you who just joined us, we're, we're speaking with Kelly Eston, who is the Senior Vice President and General Manager Enterprise with, with Toast. And we're talking about how to evaluate uh, a point of sale system in, in our cloud world. So just sort of the quick recap, and I think there's maybe one more box I want to check before I ask you for a last thought. And so we talked about it has to look good. Okay. You're right. It has to look <laughs> Gotta good. look good. That's all part of it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, my wife teases me because I, I think I own more shoes than she does, but it's sometimes the shoes are killing me, but they look so damn good. So I get it. <laughs> I get totally, it. Totally. Um, we talked about hardware. We talked about software. We talked about integration with not only sort of your, your, your uh, other 
partners like Restaurant 365. We talked about third-party ordering platforms, guest experience, employee experience, which, by the way, I didn't even think about that. That's sort of a new point. You know, when someone is evaluating this, obviously, they're looking, and I, I have to outlay capital. I've got yep. to put money behind this, and I'm going to have to put some time. And probably if I have multiple units or if I'm a franchisor and now I'm asking 10 or 100 or 50 or 30 franchisees to do this, got it. everyone on the same system, there's going to be some level of anxiety yes. <laughs> surrounding this decision. But in business, very often the anxiety can be quelled by understanding the return on the investment. So what are sort of the, 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 the you know, cost, if you, I'm sure of cost benefit analysis, like what's the return to going through this capital outlay and this emotional outlay yeah. as well as selling it into a franchise community? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll take this in two parts. And this is something we work with brands all the time is, is, is actually both ways. How do I, how do I as a brand sell this idea to my franchisees? And then we actually see it the other way too. Franchisees come to us and they say, we see toast in our local communities we really want toast. Can you help but help us sell it up to corporate? Um, so definitely it goes both ways. And, and your point is right on as far as ROI. You know, when we think about uh, talking about toast with either of those groups, you know, we try and tell them toast should, should pay for itself. It should be something where you're seeing significant increases um, in your business relative to, you know, the cost. And some of the ways we help people think about that is breaking down Really, there's two buckets when you're doing a business case. There's the revenue side, and then there's the cost side. So from a revenue perspective, um, whether you're in a full serve or a quick serve environment, often speed of service comes into play, whether it's table turn times in a full serve environment, uh, and our handhelds do an amazing job driving table turn times down and average check sizes up. Because, you know, I don't know if you've had this, this we call this like the classic toast handheld experience, but, you know, the server comes over, they put in your drink order. They send it to the kitchen right from the handheld and they stay and explain the specials and they're not even done explaining the specials and the drinks have already shown up, you know, or for me, I talk about, um, you know, I have two young kids and sometimes we just have to leave at the end of the meal. And can I pay really fast on my phone and get them out of there because we've hit our limit, you know? <laughs> Those are the kinds of moments that make a difference to speed of service and average check, which drive revenue. And same thing in a quick serve environment. Can you line bust? Is the payment processing fast? Is the um, ordering experience fast? Can I mobile order ahead and skip the line altogether? So those kinds of things drive revenue, as well as what we just discussed as far as adding sales channels. Um, that's often a brand that a goal that brands come to us with is, hey, I want X percent of my sales to come from digital. How do I do that? I know that's going to drive revenue. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the cost size, which is, you know, Often they're not, our restaurant customers aren't able to hire as many staff as they want to. How do we make that staff more efficient? Um, how do we help them get the most out of the labor hours they do have? Um, and how do I make sure that I'm understanding where I'm spending across different channels and optimizing that um, to make sure that my costs are in line with the revenue I'm driving? So those are just a few examples of things we, we talk about when we're building business cases for installing any new technology in a restaurant. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense. And one of the things that um, when we were talking earlier, I was pondering, do I ask what I'm about to ask? Okay, go for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never, 
Oh, I have no filter. Trust me. <laughs> um, no, this this was where I was actually going to place the question. Was I going to place this question when we were talking about hardware, or was I going to place this question when we we're talking about ROI? And and you bring up you bring up the labor issue. So I'm 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 going to use the term kiosk. Yeah. So when I think about kiosks, um, a couple of things come to my mind. I think the first restaurant that we ever installed uh, the toast kiosks in. Yeah. Uh, we were doing it because labor, uh, you right. know, that was the thing, the labor, um, the hardware performed beautifully. It looked nice. It checked all the boxes we talked about previously. But what we hadn't anticipated was, and I know this for myself now, when I go into a restaurant, when I order on a kiosk, yep. I spend more money. This is actually <laughs> like a documented thing. Yes. <laughs> so, so that extra piece of hardware, if you could just talk about, because kiosks to me answer drive revenue, reduce yep. labor. The guest is like, hey, I don't want, like, I have a 33-year-old daughter, okay? I, I'm And I'm 66, okay? So at 66, well, soon to be 66, I like interacting with people. It's how I grew mm -hmm. up, okay? Totally. Younger folks, it's like, leave me alone. I want to talk to the machine. Give me my stuff and I'm out of here and I'm going to pay on my phone. Yeah. So talk to me just a little bit about kiosks. Yeah, you know, I think about, when I think about um, a quick, a counter service environment, I think about three sales channels. You know, one is I'm mobile ordering ahead on my phone. Um, and that has become a very common way, especially for younger generations to, you know, hit the app on their phone and then just walk in and grab their coffee and leave. Uh, the second is the kiosk. And of course, the third is the traditional counter service where you get to talk to a human. Okay. And, um, you know, different people have different preferences. And so having, whether it's generational or personality driven or whatever, or even just that day, maybe one day I do want to talk to the person and the next day I don't, you know, and that's okay. And how do we have the options available for, for the person so that we can meet them where they are as the guest? And then I think to your point about um, spending more on the kiosk, there are some people who say, oh, it's because, you know, I, I don't have to, you know, explain my order or ask for the cookie, you know, to go with my lunch to the person. But also the kiosk always presents an upsell. Um, you know, there's never not that question asked to the user. Do you want to cook with that? Do you want a cookie with your sandwich? The kiosk will always prompt. Um, all the menu options and, you know, can upsell, et cetera. And that can drive uh, increased revenue wow. uh, in stores for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Well, you know, not only does it prompt, I forget what restaurant I was in and maybe all of them do it, but I had noticed it. Not only does it prompt, but it's a gate. And unless you answer the question, you yes can't. Or no. So I kind of like that. Okay. Last thoughts on this. Um, uh, you know, anything you want to add, any last thought uh, on toast um, and on, you know, really just the revolution that I've seen in the last, I'm going to call it 10 years, 12, 15 years in cloud-based systems. Yeah. I think I'll just add that, you know, to your point about it, you know, cloud-based systems are really becoming ubiquitous. And uh, it's not just the POS, but it's the whole ecosystem of technology available to restaurants today are in the cloud. And so as you think about what's the, what's the core technology that you're going to put in your store, yes, to do that interaction of ordering, but also that's going to be the platform on which you build the rest of your tech stack. You know, thinking about that holistic tech stack 
what's going to be that foundation that gives me the best data, the best ability to make quick changes on the fly, like to a menu item or to a price or to try new technologies on top of a platform where I know I can try something out and swap and change as I grow and evolve my business strategy. So thinking about that point of sale, especially in a cloud world, as really that platform on which to grow and to try to layer on new technologies as they become available. So that's how I think frame it up in your mind. And of course, uh, like we discussed at the beginning and, and at the end here, uh, really grinding, grounding it in the business challenges you're trying to solve. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't agree with you more and essentially with everything that, that you've said here in the last 20 minutes or so. Um, if someone wants to reach you or get in touch with Toast and learn more, what's the simplest way to do that? Yeah, I mean, if someone wants to reach out and learn more about Toast, you can just go to toasttab.com. Uh, and I'm always available to talk to brands. Uh, you can reach me at kasten at toasttab.com. Great. Thank you. Well, we've been speaking with Kelly Esten, the Senior Vice President and General Manager of Enterprise at Toast. Kelly, thank you so much. This has been enlightening uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, hopefully we have spread some information that folks who maybe were on the fence about, should I do this or not? Uh, hopefully we push them over the side, you know, that that of, of doing it, because I don't see in the, in the restaurant world, I don't see any reason uh, not to do it or to go backwards. So thank you very much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Thank you.